0: The Big D. Deconstruction. Defunding. Decolonization. Demastering. The Big D is around us, and perhaps more prevalent than ever before. What is it? What does it mean? And why are so many people and groups embracing the Big D? Listen to this episode of Before, Behind, and Between to learn more about why some people think the Big D is fundamental to moving forward, while others believe it to be little more than a misguided fad. starts now. Classic recipes and new approaches to food preparation have embraced deconstruction, the taking apart of individual elements and dispersing them on the plate. Nouveau cuisine was once all the rage, tiny little portions scattered sparsely on a plate. This gave way to mile-high stacks where everything formed a tower of food on your plate. But the rage today seems to embrace taking it all apart and serving the parts. Deconstruction. Just one element and one example of the Big D. Politically and socially, institutions including police forces and historic statues, as well as place names and corporate names, are also subject to the Big D through efforts to defund, destruct questionable figures and folklore, and overall decolonization. The taking apart of the legacy of the past is another example of the ever-increasing presence of the Big D. And the Big D gets even bigger. Well, potentially, in this fictitious example. Bear with me a little bit on this one. In recent entertainment news, an item caught my eye. For years, the rage was remastering older television shows and movies, making them more suitable to newer technologies. First, the DVD, then Blu-ray, and various improvements in high definition. So according to this article, the Big D had made its letter known in this realm as well. Newer releases of Star Trek Voyager and Deep Space Nine, according to the article, won't be going forward, but will be going back in a manner of speaking, in the form of D mastering Newer packages of both programs would not only be released in the quality that viewers originally enjoyed when the programs were broadcast as first run in the 1990s, which is considerably lower than the high-definition we experience today, but these shows will be released on VHS cassette tapes, something that head honchos responsible for the issuance explain is responding to customer demand, identified through focus groups. Wait a second, the VHS video cassette is coming back? Not quite yet. This bit of Trek news was actually a practical joke posted quite convincingly on a Star Trek-focused website for April Fool's Day, although I wouldn't be surprised if such products were offered in the near future. The point that even in satire, someone out there gave acknowledgement and a nod to the creeping Big D in an absurd, funny, yet entirely doable take on remastering and demastering. With the Big D, the future, it seems, now looks to the past, both in fact and fiction. The age of the Big D, which is going backwards in order to move forwards, taking things apart and re-examining their value in today's context. Interesting. Artists like Picasso, many decades ago, at one point in their careers, tried the Big D. Going for simpler lines and forms, reducing complexity, deconstructing their approaches. A method that was far more difficult than might first meet the eye. The point here is that the Big D has been around for generations, making its presence felt in art, architecture, music, organizational design, even nutrition. But I don't think I'm alone in wondering if today's prevalence of the Big D in so many fields of endeavor is more common than it has been the case in previous generations. It seems the Big D is everywhere. Is it a yearning for simpler things? And simpler times in our increasingly complex and misunderstood world? Is it nostalgia? Or is the prevalence of the Big D a sign of maturity, a more wholesome perspective of things? Or is it simply aimed to deconstruct because we can't think of what else to come up with? If we don't know how to construct a future, one might say, then we can look at how we deconstruct, demaster the present which many assume will alter or enrich our understanding and appreciation of the past. One of the lessons in becoming a master watchmaker is taking apart the watch, piece by piece, laying everything ever so carefully on a table, then reconstructing that watch. Build it, then take it apart in order to understand not only how to put it back together, but to see how all the pieces are related. If we defund the police, we remove a part to see how everything else works and responds, Deconstruct a recipe, we learn how each element works individually and in concert with the others. And to demaster a program is to return it to its originally intended element. The Big D certainly has its pluses. But let's face it, the Big D is popular, as it is populist. These things tap into popular sentiment, which is a big reason why so many consider the Big D as little more than a responsive fad, a knee jerk reaction something less proactive and more reactionary. Then again, the watchmaker's craft is centuries old, and the skills honed by deconstructing timepieces certainly are not going to fade into irrelevance anytime soon. Visit stephenchristiansen.ca or henleypoint.ca for more episodes and information about this podcast. Before, Behind, and Between is a production of Henley Point and is available on all major streaming apps and podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. I'm your host, Stephen Christiansen. Thanks for listening. Production of Steven Christensen. Podcast complete.